0: Greetings friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast. The show where we look at movies we love, break them apart. To find out what gives them their magic, I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined tonight by my dark mother in a neighborly mother skin suit and co-host,
1: Alex Dandino
0: he's the most wretched
1: he's the most
0: i thought it would sound more Aussie, but that kind of sounded matchbox 20 yeah,
1: yeah it was a little celine dionish even like just not hard at Ooh.
0: All. uh we could build this... <laughs> never mind we could just do a whole other pod on that where i just sing uh songs to you about horror movies and like 80s power yep, Absolutely. that's neither here nor there though we're here for important business. all right guys as always if you're joining us here we hope you love the show if that's the case, please take a second and leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show. It helps us out so much. I really can't stress this enough. And for the people who've done it, we really appreciate it a lot. Every time we get a new one, uh, it just fills us with uh, jubilation. So thank you. Uh, also, on that note, guys, if you like the show, share us on the socials. We got socials. You got all the socials. Please. Share us with your friends. Give a quick shout-out. So... uh, you know, some of your other movie-loving friends, horror-loving friends can come uh, join the fun with us. Uh, on social media, you can also get a hold of us. And it also, you can email us at filmalchemistpod at com with your suggestions for movies you'd like us to cover, new and old themes, double features, uh, guest hosts you'd like us to try to get on the show. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to hear us talk about, we would love to try to do that for you. So help us out with that. Also, you can see our... They our faces, maybe our faces. You'll have to check our shower cams to be sure. The newest feature coming to our YouTube yes. page. All, the ring, Nerd Alchemist. all Ring
1: episode one time. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, just in case anyone's like, I, I want to see how that guy even showers. That's a lot of loofahing. But neither here nor there. So, Nerd Alchemist, all right. It's already gotten weird, but what do you expect when the wretched's invading our normal lives, the intimacies of our normal lives? So, Alex. I've been on The Wretched for a while. I've I've been uh, hoping that we would get to this for a while, and we found a time to do it. Uh, So, guys, you can find The Wretched. Please spend the money to rent this movie or buy this movie. Uh, There are other ways to find it, too. It's a very, very fun movie. What I love about this movie is The Wretched is essentially the movie that I feel like I find The Wretched a lot. Not necessarily this good, right? But I watch a lot of movies that are really small, indie, low-budget horror films. Yeah. They kind of come and go. They get lost in the deluge of streaming. You might hear them pop up on Twitter every now and again. This was a really good hidden gem, blah, blah, blah. This one, because of the unusual nature of 2020, right? This movie got some massive run. I think you were telling me this movie was number one in the American box office for six weeks.
1: This movie ties one other movie in history for this run, which is Avatar avatar and the wretched are the only two movies to have a six week run at number one is that true that is a that is a true fact that i read online somewhere now that could be disputed wow. but nevertheless you never know
0: i guess i'm shocked on two folds one i thought avatar was number one at the box office for like six months that movie felt like it just never went away but Sorry, it was the fir- there, right? Sorry, it
1: was the first film since Avatar to top the box office. Right, for six right, right. Weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what is cool about that, right, is this was a a micro-budget film. And when you watch the movie, you would not be able to tell it. The practical effects are unbelievable. Supremely well shot. The score is good. The acting is good, right? So this movie was made for so little Suffers none of those kind of micro budget problems that you would expect yeah. has an amazing monster, great mythology, great characters. And it went out. And because the cinemas were shut down at drive-thrus and, you know, whatever screens it could find actually now is going to be this, this film that gets some clout hmm. that I feel like it wouldn't have gotten. And so to me, the success story of just that makes this movie fascinating. Alex, what was your initial takeaway and thoughts on the wretched
1: i mean the initial i i picked this one because we like had a a pool of like five i swear to god of like movies that were like hey we should like throw one of these in that's like coming out one of these lower budget ones especially ones that have been sort of caught in this upheaval of pandemicness but i was like let's do the wretched my initial i mean it was i was slow and i think for me I, because of the beginning, I thought it was going to go a little faster and be a little more, uh, I would call top heavy <laughs> as some of these seem to be. Yes. But I think as the movie went on and as the story kind of devolved or evolved, sorry, not devolved, uh, I appreciated sort of the slow <laughs> burn. I think um, yeah, I, I like and yeah, the practical effects are excellent. I mean, this has some of the best if this movie was made for sixty six thousand dollars. I'm going to say if. Only like let's say ten thousand of it went towards sound design. That guy deserves a fucking Oscar, as far as I'm concerned, because I've never been yeah. more grossed out and terrified simultaneously by crunching sounds in my entire life.
0: I mean, the makeup department, like everyone, if that's how much they the spend on this movie, and I I didn't research enough to know if they got some budget perhaps for some re- like that's like the old paranormal activity right i think they're like it was like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollar movie but then they spent like three million dollars at the studio after they had right. bought it to reshoot. there's the always and like all the there's
1: always like marketing costs and all that other shit that tax right. on the original <laughs> budget but like
0: but let's say it even ballooned up to because that's how i tell you i was like if you had told me this was a million dollar movie i'd have been like yeah for yeah. sure because the effects are that good yeah. It it they, the, the body horror they pull off in this film is stunning. So besides it's just like terrifying. the technical and money part, I actually found myself, I loved the lore of this movie, right? And I think this movie kind of, I was trying to think of parallels to this film and it had this really cool Fright Night vibe to me, right? But Fright Night's a little more, it kind of is aware of itself a little more, it has a little right, more comedy right. elements, right? But I yeah. love this idea of the kid who's next door He's made some mistakes in his life. He's kind of figuring out who he is, so he's not trustworthy enough to be believed when he, you know, rear window style, just happens to see this horrific event unfolding. And so there's this dual layer, or there's like a three layer that this works on, right? is one that no one believes him because of his past mistakes, and he's not a bad kid all the way i think you can argue by the end of the movie he he does some pretty shithead things yes <laughs> like not apologizing to sarah
1: you fuck you fucking dick but <laughs> who's very <laughs> yeah. cool by the way
0: yeah and also he's just like oh i won't go back to the awesome girl with the greatest sock collection ever because i want a skinny dip with uh you know indie megan fox i was like what are you doing over here what a tool. so anyways that's neither here nor there right he he had some drug problems and he said so his word can't be believed on top of that, the the thing that I found really fast the body horror is obviously there in Front Street, right? This loss of self. But when you pair that with the idea of as these things happen, right? Because this movie has a scene that I've imagined in my head 1,000 times. Right? The, the baby cam scene. Yes. Right? Everyone who's had one of those fucking baby cams, they're scary as shit. And so to think about the horrific things that play out in this film... And the way they always punctuate these scenes of horror is the very next scene, people not acknowledging that innocents were dead. Yeah. It's a really good one two punch for me. I I quite enjoy how they roll that out in this movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the thing I like the most about the lore of it all is, again, I mean, anytime you throw like weird pagan symbols up on uh, doors and, uh, uh, planks of someone's uh, front front yard. I'm absolutely going to be into at least that part for sure. Um mm-hmm. but ultimately, I mean yeah, I think lore is a great way to that is a great way to put it. That's the thing that really started drawing me in cuz once we got past the very beginning, which again starts really quickly, I got really <laughs> bored with Ben as the main the main character Ben just because I'm like I don't give a shit what's going on in this kid's life. And I feel like we're spending a lot of time focusing on this dumbass who has absolutely no idea how to get of his get out of his own way. <laughs> but then Again, like you said, the deeper you go and, like, the more you spend time with the other family and the more you spend time sort of witnessing this rear windowing, the more that not only – yeah, he is a shithead and he does do some really dumb things. But at the same time, you he does become much more sympathetic and it ends up becoming a much more enjoyable movie, be, but because of him, which literally I did not expect to say at all during this podcast while I was watching this movie. I'd be like, I could have watched this movie without Ben and still would have gotten the exact same story out of it. But
0: – yeah. Well, they do such a good job because to me, one of the things that separates really good horror films, and this is not news to anyone, but you have to somehow like the characters or care that they're going to get slaughtered, right? We talked about movies on this. You can call it, you know, the Halloween Resurrection Effect or something like that. Uh, You're putting all these people in the house, and why do I want them to not get stabbed? I want them to get stabbed. Right. You're like, Buster Rhymes Karate Kicks Michael Myers. That's one guy I want to live to the sequels. Everyone else, begone. you know, right. begone with yourself. <laughs> this movie does a fantastic job at building those little, small, recognizable moments uh-huh. that are, are charming without having to bog us down. Because I'm with you. When Ben got to his, like, well, uh, I stole some droogs. I, I stole droogs, and I jumped out a window. And
1: yeah, I was like, I, was
0: like, I, I don't – yeah, I was like, I'm not – I liked when it kind of had that, uh, you know, just that almost a Spielbergian, yeah, just like kind of kids riding around, yeah, exactly. hanging out, talking. I was like, that part's all great, right? Feuding bullies, I love all this. When he stops and does, well, my parents got divorced, and you know how droogs go. I was like, oh god, here we go. I was like, what is wretched? Your, your backstory, gross. I'm sick of this. But then they they find a way back in really cool ways, man. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing. I don't know, because if you take Ben out as the main character, like it seems like you were talking about earlier, I feel like some of this starts to collapse, right? Because Ben being an unreliable narrator to the rest of the movie somewhat helps it work, right? Because it does transition from this, you know, rear window setup, Fright Night setup, into body snatchers. Yes. And if everyone just is like, well, Ben's a real swell guy, right? He's been a cool dude his whole life. Uh, You know, that makes that movie a lot harder to roll with. Right. But yeah, so, I mean, I, again, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on Ben. I thought he did a good job for what he was asked to do in the movie. Yes. The thing that really seals this movie for me, right, I actually, the neighbor family was so interesting to us. Because I think we're both, we're not old per se, but we're older than we wish we were. We have kids, and I know we all go through this, right? This Watching this family of uh, parents who are just trying so hard to be hip yeah, with their kids, right? There is something watching that family in particular. I think that's such a good version of this movie, right? Because I think there's a way you write this occasionally where it would become very Stepford Wives. You know, like, yeah. oh, look at uh, the old fuddy-duddy neighbors, right? They have the perfect three kids. Oh, now there's only two. What's happening? <laughs> You could see that version of the movie. But seeing mom like, let's go hike. I'm going to put on my sexy concert outfit. Right? right? And just doing weird. Like, there was a weird shot where the director is just like, we should stop and show her peeing in the woods.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that.
0: I guess for like a second for her and her kid to get separated. But I was like, we're making some weird maybe, choices here know. with maybe these they people. Had, maybe this they were straight. on a
1: break and had watched an episode of Girls Like, oh, Lena Dunham did it. Everyone should pee on camera.
0: <laughs> Everyone knows when there's pee. Things get gross, but, but, no, it's, but it, it's so, it's so funny though. Cause that whole thing, right? Like even that sequence, right? That's a good example of what I'm trying to say yeah. when she's just like, Oh, the, the, the beaten path is not for us. I'm, I'm still cool. And you're like, sorry, when all of us hit parenthood, it's like, we can try as much as we want, but there, there's a part about parents who try to be too cool that it almost makes them seem like they're negligent as parents. Like, you ever go to a playground yes. and you're like, that kid's wearing, like, a $150 outfit and brand new shoes that cost more than mine to, yeah. uh, you know, put sand in them and pretend to eat it? Like, it just makes you feel like they're bad people and bad
1: parents. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it is, though. Like, I think that's a strange thing about the movie is that these are, like, these... <laughs> they are like these tragically hip parents who are trying desperately to hold on to youth, but they're like, they're too entrenched. Like they're parent parents. Like you have two kids. I have one, but at the same time, like, you you know, once you get past that threshold of like a year, you realize like, well, this is my life. Like there's like, this isn't like one of those things. Like when you bring the kid home, it's a very fascinating sort of like switch that gets flipped once the kid's born and that kind of thing. But holding (laughs) on to this youth and yeah, like, don't tell your don't tell your dad we got lost in the woods like all right so you'd rather like you'd rather stake your claim on being awesome and you found your way out than like yeah we almost died but you know we're here it's fine like there's like
0: no but it's also like the fact that she's worried about telling the dad who just casually drops your mom was really uh whooping it up at burning man jokes (laughs) you know what i I was like not only
1: that's like i Again, your mom just did so many drugs in me. Probably the first like (laughs) rear window ish moments we get is like when he when Ben's before anything happens. But it's when Ben um is like staring out the window and he sees them in their like in their bedroom and they're getting ready to like they're getting ready to fuck like they're getting ready to get down. Oh, and I'm just like what world do they live in where like their kids aren't just waiting in the wings? Like that's ridiculous. No, but that's what like,
0: happened. I was like, Oh, this is a horror film. Cause as soon as he's like mounting, you see it. And I was like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Going in to change the diaper. At, that's you know, the most one in realistic the morning part. With the heart all on. the
1: preamble beforehand. <laughs> that's the thing that was true. That was yeah. true fantasy.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean the wretched chick could have just been called like the way your kid behaves when it's time to fuck. Like, that's, that's every parent's life. Because you're like, we got five minutes yes. before he needs something. Like, it's it, that is horrible. But, like, here's a really cool scene they did, right? Because one of the things I think the movie plays on really well with that family is as she's body snatching them, right? Mm-hmm. So not only just the disappearing of people and it doesn't matter within their family unit, but matters within their self, right? Right. The scenes of her in the shower are classic body horror. Yeah. And it's everything we fear. It's this loss of... And you layer that on with the parenting, right? Like, oh, right. I'm just not as hip anymore. Like, it's... it's there is behavior that is weird. Like, some of the outfits that the witch lady just power walks around in. You're like, why is that in your fucking closet for a child family vacation? You're like, this is a tragically hip family yeah. who obviously this stuff really matters a lot, right? right. Like, this... But I, but I think that's such a relatable sub layer to the whore is here is this mom and dad who thought they were these cool freewheeling spirits, whatever. Right. And you see like that red cat suit when she storms over to give the paperback. Like, I like how many moms have that in their repertoire. Right. And the fact that the witch picks it. You know, like, there's a lot going on there, right? When she's staring in the mirror in this, oh, the amazing scene where, like, her eye flesh is loose. Ooh. And she's pulling she the teeth pulls out.
1: the tooth out. That is just brutal, man.
0: Right. But here's the scariest part of that scene, right? The, what's happening to her body is horrifying. Right. The next time we see her, she's fully done up with giant fucking Jackie O shades. Yeah. The flowing red, like, you know.
1: Like, the flowing. No, it's like the flowing summer two-piece. It's actually something, honestly, my wife would wear. Like, it's really. It's like.
0: But it's got, like, flowing. Like, she looks like she's going to fight Halle Berry's Catwoman outfit. You know yeah, what yes, I mean? Like, yes. she's power walking out there. So, that witch is watching this human woman's body decay about her. After she has invaded and ruined this woman's life. But she's like, I still got to look good when I walk across the lawn. Right in the middle of fucking nowhere
1: (laughs) in that scene where she's like, like inspecting herself. The one that I was like, this is amazing body horror. Like this is amazing. Makeup work Mm -hmm. was when she was like trying to pull her arm skin back. Cause it's like starting to just fold up and like curdle almost. I was like, this is that's, that's another, like, this is a great example of like what they're doing in this movie that no other movie before or like it does is like that kind of stuff. Like, those kinds of little bits like that are things like – because it reminds me of something like contracted and that kind of stuff where someone's slowly changing, falling apart, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that is like – that's a new level for me because it's less about, <laughs> oh, that's gross, and more about, oh, my God, the horror of what one becomes. It's pretty It's pretty fascinating.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I watched this with my own wife. Like, when you see what the human body does to produce another human, you're like – yeah. There's probably not a God. There's definitely a satanic force in the world. Like, this is an unacceptable way to make more people. It's so scary and horrifying. And people that are like, I saw God in the birth room. It's like, no, maybe Cthulhu. Like, you didn't see, like, you know, the Chad Kroger God that you guys pray to. Like, it's horrifying (laughs) what happened. And, And just that whole thought, right? And then, you know, with my wife, we had to go through the course of, like, postpartum and, like, be on the lookout. I actually, (laughs) I don't know if I should tell the story, but I actually got out of jury duty once in LA because I walked up to lady and she's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm just, you know, I'm a little worried. She's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm so excited to be here to to pass judgment on another human. I love doing that. (laughs) I brought my book, right? I brought a fresh bookmark. I got my Starbucks. I'm excited to judge. Like, I love judging. And she's like, well, what's the problem? I was like, I don't know. My wife's eyes. I didn't like it this morning I left. You know, I was like, she's got the, she's got the postpartum and the lady at the jury box was like what and I was like yeah I'm just I'm terrified that someone else is gonna be here to judge my wife as a murderer if I don't go home you did not say really and I was like yeah and I was like yeah "Yeah, the doctor told me to be on the lookout and like as I was in the Krispy Kreme drive-thru I just I knew something wasn't right and she's like oh baby she's like you go home you go home baby don't worry about it and this nice lady I foisted upon her that my wife was the wretched fucking <laughs>
1: monster. Oh my up. god!
0: Well, because I, I was like, I don't want to be the classic guy who gets up and is like, oh, I'll just pretend to be another racist white guy to get out of jury duty. I was like, I'd rather be labeled as, oh, look at that heroic dad going to fight his monster wife <laughs> rather <laughs> than a racist. <laughs> Well done. Well, so when I watched the wretched, I was like, there's like a whole other thing. Going I like on that you're me. going,
1: <laughs> I like that you're going with, well, I, I look like a hero to all these randos rather than like, I just outed my wife as going through postpartum depression for this whole thing. Well done. Well,
0: okay. First off, cause I know the reaction people are going to have to that story initially. One, that you'll never want to be the guy who's pretending to be racist ever. Right? Like that card might've been cool. No more. It's right? never too. I'm not a racist. I don't want to pretend to be a racist. None of those people know who my wife is. Over half of them probably looked at me and were like, he never has a wife. He didn't get laid. Right? So, like, right away, you're like, most like, there's no flack that's blowing back on my wife. When I came home and told my wife, she just rolled her eyes and she's like, it's actually, like, pretty clever for you. Right? Like, I think she was even, like, the, the stupid things I have done and said at her expense, she's like, yeah, that was not that bad. Like, she wasn't even mad at me. So, I was like, bing, bang, boom. And in case there was something going down, I was there. But yeah, so, (laughs) but that's what I mean, right? So this, this poor mom across the street, just in her, her fucking hip ass clothes, not only did the, the, the dark mother consume her, right? The fact that the witch is called the dark mother too, that kind of gives you a little, little inclination into what's happening. But so she's being accosted from all sides, right? The kids are taking her swag. They've taken her body. They've usurped it um her husband is kind of falling into this weird like transitory you know he's like the second pokemon level of like suburban douche dad because he still thinks he's cool enough but so i mean it's pretty i thought that was a really fun extra layer man yeah well like the classic this is a classic scene right where she hears something on the baby monitor it's not the fucking dad that wakes up she's dealing with it Mm -hmm. right she's taking this on herself she's losing sleep you know, she might have to go in and do the feeding. Like, a lot of this stuff is very relatable. Yeah. But that scene when she sees the baby monitor and that fucking shadow's there, I, I swear to God, I have had that panic attack 1,000 times to the point where my second kid, I was like, throw that thing in the fucking trash, and I know myself, I'll just get up and go look. Yeah, Like, I don't want to have that heart, because you wake up and you just go, ah! You're like, and then you go in and it's like, oh, someone left like a fucking Hulk stuffy, you know, in the chair next to the camera. And in the shadows, it looks like a fucking demon hog coming through the fence. You're like, this is not acceptable.
1: Right.
0: But yeah, that, that, come on. But see, that's what I mean. You say it might have been a little slow at times, but this movie has the scare moments are fucking on point. The
1: scares are way better than I think I anticipated them being. Because again, like the movie starts in a very traditional way where it has a little more jumpiness. Like, again, the movie begins like 35 years prior and it's a whole thing with a babysitter, which again, I thought was weird. I was like, who walks into a house to babysit and no one's there to like greet her. It's a whole thing, but obviously I understand it. But um, regardless um, what's the movie like really kicks off. Like once the mother gets usurped and things start changing, one child goes missing, the husband gets body snatched. The, the shot selection, but the scene,
0: right? The scene, cause we see the really cool, like fingers coming out a bunch. Great scene to me. And I don't know if you agree with this. The scene where you're like, Oh fuck is when she goes in, her kid is a bundle of sticks and they go to the low under crib shot. And it's just a pool of blood coming out to her feet. Right? Cause even before she gets grabbed, I mean, I'm like, at that point, I don't care. But cause this is the thing they are telling us in this movie. That baby was so scrumptious looking to her. The fucking creature couldn't even drag it back to her tree, Tardis. Right. She's like, I got to munch now, right? That that blood coming out does so much work. It's I mean, unbelievable
1: I mean, shot. I mean, I'd go even further than that. I'd say the thing that really is haunting, and it's you know we had been talking about the baby monitor thing, is they cut back to the baby monitor and the mom getting dragged under the uh, crib. That I was like. <laughs> okay everything's yeah, getting I real mean, but now.
0: but after you do like the dead baby the next thing is not as worrisome to me you know what I mean? like oh you know, it's like you're a grown-up getting murdered that's fine i mean that obviously a baby though mi-
1: i mean obviously a baby missing is bad but i mean yeah regardless like that to me is the that to me is the helplessness like when you see that on the monitor yeah. like, again Going back to the like the baby monitor is used to very uh, like a great effect here because like when you go back to the baby monitor when you see that like the helplessness that occurs is just like you can't you can't do anything it's just it's already happened oh, yeah. like I think that's the thing that sucks the most about the because we have one of those and like it's I, it's even like connected to my phone. Um, mm-hmm. the thing that like scares the shit out of me the most is there's a tape delay on it. So like anytime I see something happening, <laughs> yeah. I'm right next door. Like I'm right next to, like, we're right next to the kid's room, but I know it's two seconds in the past. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, who the fuck knows? And like a couple of times you hear like bump yeah, in the creepy. night and I'm like, Holy shit. Did you just crawl out of the fucking crib? And I like flip open my phone. And I'm like, why am I even doing it? Like, that's the situation where I'd probably fucking jolt and run into the room yeah. without looking at it. But, like, there's moments where you decide to look and you're like, fuck, dude, If he's just not there. We're fucked. Like, he's just, like, he's just gone. That means he's on the ground. Like, who knows? And that, I think, is, to me, the effective use of that, like, of that nanny, of that nanny cam, whatever it is, is that Mm -hmm. using that, you see that happen. And you also realize within, like, the span of maybe three seconds, she sees the blood. Arms come out, drag her under the crib like she has no time to react. But we as the audience have all the time to react, which is the Mm -hmm. thing that like puts when you put the whole sequence together, makes it all the more terrifying is just everything is out of control. It's yeah, it's great. But that's what sets the movie. (laughs) off,
0: Right. And so that scene of horror, right? The description of baby captured stick bundle blood mom. What they do so well, and this is something I think a lot of horror movies miss on this scene, right? The The next morning, the dad wakes up. Mom's not in bed. He goes down, and she's walking around filthy. She's been dragged to the woods. Yeah. The kid kind of sees it, right? She's out in the woods, hmm? we know. When she comes back, right, she's, like, walking around. They do that, like, gothic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, her joints are cracking. The ring does that a lot. Her hmm? ring she walks back in. Her kid's just eating, getting himself breakfast, eating cereal. She stands behind him. He runs up. He's like, huh, "I'm Nate. Woo! Someone needs a shower." They don't even notice that their mother has been usurped yeah. and is covered in mud and blood, and is standing. They they literally don't stop to recognize what's aware. I mean, and that's and then you add on to this, which everyone who's a parent knows. It's the morning, and you don't hear crying or baby sounds, right? Yeah. Cause when you're a parent, silence is the absolute nightmare. Because yeah. when you hear them not making sounds, you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Right, totally. <laughs> and so but that whole scene, right? With almost nothing happening really, it it fucking adds ten times to the depth of horror that you experience as the viewer. Because mm-hmm. you're like, everything is so fucking wrong. Now that thing's above another kid. The dad's leaving yeah. the house. The baby's gone. We go to the shower – it's – it's un, but that's the scene – because I feel like most horror movies are like, gotcha. And then they're like, all right, now we got to get back to explaining what's happening in this plot. And it's like, you don't need to t- – I get it. Monsters eating people. I get it. Show me that fucking scene that makes me su- fucking suffocate in despair. And it makes everything – it makes the next scare more anticipated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's – I love that. I, I love the <laughs> – I love the husband aloofness like that to me is like, (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's like quintessential, that's quintessential like parenthood stuff. Like, I don't know how to say it properly without sounding like, like my wife and I are like unhygienic, but there's times where we like, I'm like, did I shower yesterday? Like I had those thoughts to myself, Oh, dude, just because like, not only are we like trapped in quarantine and so on and so forth, but also like, we're also sitting here going like, We have a fucking fifteen month old. Like he needs all of our attention. So like we sit there and go, did I shower yesterday? Have I done any of the things I'm supposed to do to be a clean person? So when he walked up behind me, like, whoo, someone smells like that kind of thing. I'm like, this is like, he, the the aloofness of being a parent overwhelms your brain so that it's almost like it shouldn't be excusable. Like any other movie, any other situation, it would not be an excusable thing to like not notice she's like covered in dirt and shit. But because you have a newborn and you have all these other things, you're like, well, of course mm-hmm. they didn't notice that shit. Like, who the fuck has time to notice any of that right. when there's a fucking baby running around screaming? Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole other level to yeah. that that makes that kind of stuff so much more interesting and so much more entertaining through the movie. But you're right. It compounds into this, like, ultimate fear. Like, the true yeah. the trueness of fear. And it comes out when, like, Ben walks over to the house and asks where the daughter is like, and that, like mm. that scene to me is one of those. You're like, ew, like,
0: Oh, when he asked where the baby is, this, sorry, the dad the baby. Like, I don't sorry. have a baby. Fuck you. Yeah. Or no, his kid. Cause he missed the boat lesson. He's like, I don't have a son, right. dude. Yeah. And the dad does that classic, get the fuck off my porch. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, sorry. It's really
1: thought funny. thought about right the right daughter cause the no. daughter gets pulled out of that. Yeah. That little girl gets pulled out of there. Um, But yeah, yeah the man. son just having that conversation. Like that's like that. Uh, like it's that extra level of parenting aloofness where you're like, okay, does he really not know is he that tired? Like, that's, like, kind of one of those things. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude. Oh, fuck. Well,
0: the struggle is so real for pay. I remember once, like, my kid is such a finicky sleeper, and you dared not disturb him. And one time he was in this playing with his uh, crank phase, and so he pulled it out of his little diaper. So in the middle of his nap, he had just fallen asleep, and I just get this hot sensation. I was like, what the fuck? So I kind of rolled just enough to be like, oh, his – you know crank is just out not in the diaper it, like it's sticking out the side like just the heads out so just straight up no diaper filtration piss all over me and you're oh. like "But i'm not not letting him sleep so you grab a blanket real quick and tuck it in to soak up the pee and you're like i'll just do laundry in an hour i'll just sit here and cry like i'm martin sheen at the start of apocalypse now <laughs> like we all know those moments yeah. right but what yeah. is funny To me, to getting back to that, that scene when he just openly is like, I don't have a son, what the that is so fucking scary, right? And then we cut back to rear windowing and he they redo the shot where we first meet the family and the dad's grilling, doing the same dance, but this time without the baby in his arm. Yeah. And you get the sense that the movie is making a real subtle jab that perhaps his life would be equally as happy without these children. And so that is a scary thought in and of itself. Right. So the, the movie just, yeah. it layers on all of these great things. And I think I would, I would say almost the opposite of you, right? Like I was, I was way more in at the start and watching that unfold. I think the movie runs into the thing that a lot of these movies run into is just eventually your fist fisticuffing cuffing a witch. And I'm like, that's not yeah. the most interesting way to do it. I appreciated the blood sporting the witch. I thought that was great. Um, sure. Just her makeup under the tree, fantastic. But also, you're like, she's an old spirit of the forest. She should have better defenses. But you're like, all right, whatever. It's a cat and mouse game, right? It was amazing before that. We see the the dad hang himself. And, you know, there's some really cool shit that happens. But to me, that is where this movie really sings, right? Is that those moments of, I mean, there's so many movies where it's, I'm the one man who knows the truth and no one will believe me. It's right. just startling. Oh. Like that scene, it's such a weird, funny little scene. But when Sarah reveals herself because she's having dairy <laughs> and she just like Gandalf's in the kitchen, I was like, yeah. oh, fuck up.
1: I love the little, again, the practical effects, the little flower wilt, like all this other stuff. And yeah, like that, that was a fucking great scene, man. Like, and any other movie, <laughs> any other way that that's been laid out, that becomes, like, in my opinion, horribly corny. Like, almost immediately. Because, yeah. yeah, it has that, like, gano. Boom, boom, bargains. <sighs> like, it has that vibe to it. And, honestly, yeah. I actually just got I scared. Got but then scared. she
0: immediately reduces back to, like, ow, ow.
1: Yeah. And then, again, that woman is just an incredible actress. Like, her, dead, her dead-eye stare is... One for the ages, man! Oh my god,
0: this cast this cast was stunning. like when she's just sitting like this at cast just really sitting was at the stunning.
1: kitchen table while um the while the dad prepares the drink. I'm just like, this is the most terrifying eye, like there's the it's just like that like that side eye shot is just like that's mm. just absolutely horrifying on so many levels.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I just I found it fat. There was a great classic scene where I was like. 100 percent written by a white person uh when they just have the cop like the kid just steals the cop car and gun and starts laying waste to people yeah. and then the movie just the movie literally ends and we don't acknowledge the dead family dead cop dead girlfriend never addressed like she real, they really treat sarah like she was just some bitch's dad was screwing at the end of the movie i was like we're just not going to acknowledge Because I I was watching it, I immediately, maybe it's just the 2020-ness, but I was like, ooh, dead cop. It was like, some more people are definitely getting killed and their faces busted in when this movie's over, right? Like, someone's gonna get it. Um, If I had one gripe with, that was a weird scene, too, because the Doc Dog saves him. But I I like that, too, because that was an extra fun element of her whispering in the ears and we get the little blood trickles. So now she has minions. It was really fun Mm -hmm. the way they laid out her spider web. I dug that. If I had one big criticism, a movie that's this good and this sharp and has such great effects and horror moments. The fact that they didn't find a way to kill the, uh, the rich white kid is just such a real, real unbelievable missed opportunity. It's a real miss.
1: I I, I agree with that. Like there are many scenarios in which you could have had a very satisfying murder and it just, just never materialized. Yeah,
0: seeing I, that kid not get got was a real
1: bummer. I mean, I guess I get it, just because <laughs> you know what? No, I don't. Like, why didn't we do that? This was,
0: why is that kid in the movie if not to get yeah, got?
1: That's like the whole point of a bully in a movie like this is to get got. Yeah, it. he's also supposed to be the
0: wretched version of our our main teen, who's a hard working, just getting by. His family's falling apart. Right. This kid's just over there gelling his hair and has everything. Like he's the wretched version of our lead. He should be getting got. I couldn't. I was actually when the movie ended. I was not angry, but I was like, "Fuck, man! You could have given me an extra three minutes. Like, come on. Something. Like, I wanted that it's scene. I wanted it. I yeah, that was. A can
1: we talk about one of the all time great for a sixty six thousand dollar movie? One of the all time great visual effects I've ever seen, which is the witch dragging her way out of sarah's body which was just like so
0: awesome. the whole thing with sarah was cool right loved it when she gets her head cracked she has the cool antler mask right that's a classic when she gets her head cracked by the shovel and the hands are like moving in her neck and then when she's choking the dad and the hand comes out from the fucking
1: so thor- awesome
0: Oh, dude, that was one of those. I'm literally like, I sounded like the uh, bonobos at the zoo when I used to go. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just watching the TV like hooting because I'm so excited and no one's watching it with me. I have no reaction except oh, 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 oh! Like as I'm watching those hands come out, I was like, this is fucking staggering how fucking metal this is. Yeah. I love, but that's I mean, they they do so many awesome yeah. moments with the witch yeah. and when they get to the tree you gotta pay what that dark mother looks like without the skin uh-huh. it's fucking good yeah. it's the fucking great. mush mouth is good and yeah i mean honest to god that is to me i mean if, if this movie had two things i would really sell as like why it took up cause it, everyone involved in this movie did great but i think that sub layering of easily bonding characters right like The amount that a viewer can bond to these characters really quick is actually really hard to do, and not very many horror movies pull it off. Totally. And then the visual effects are just fucking perfection to me in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, great! It's it's just one of those movies, man. Like again, for me, and I like this is the thing I like the most is like you and I had opposite viewings of it almost, where I had a little bit of a slow start. And then it kicks off immediately for you, and like the but we both can agree that the worst thing that they could have done was not kill that uh, rich white. And yeah. honestly, like at the end of the day, like it didn't affect <laughs> me either way. It was just like would have been a real sweetener on top, you know. Yeah. But this movie does such. Well, a good yeah, that's
0: job. that's my critique is that I wanted more movie, right? That's a great critique. If the worst thing I thought is I want another five minutes, that's great
1: for a 90 minute movie that's everything you want. Like if I'm asking for more at the end, that's exactly, especially for a movie like this, which is I got to, you know, I mean you everyone by now knows this is not my kind of movie generally, but the fact that I wanted more shows that this thing's got yeah. some serious power, man. It has like
0: My ar- my argument is that Nathan the little brother so 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 unnecessary uh, literally adds no value to the narrative, right? The fact that we've already seen him run off to save other kids, the neighbor kid, Lily, he doesn't need to have his own little brother. Well,
1: it's kind of weird, right? right? It's
0: <laughs> actually more heroic if it's not his own brother. I get it. It's like a nice little reveal. Oh, there's been a bully here the whole time. Right. And they do a great job. Because I remember early in the movie being like, does that kid just have a Godzilla in his room? That's, ki-. But then I was like, I have a Godzilla. I'm fucking in my 30s, so. It's not, not that weird. Fuck you! It doesn't have. That to be was a the kids. thing
1: is I. It was almost like it was this sort of weird borrowed piece from it because it felt very it in a lot of ways. Oh. So it was this weird sort of like borrowed and then like, and then like even more so if like they
0: actually got Georgie back going down under the tree
1: float. and that kind of stuff felt yeah and of course yeah getting Georgie sure. back but
0: again Tardis yeah
1: yeah there's not like a whole it's it's not anything that like completely dismantles the movie for me but. Again, like it's not, it enriches it in the way that it needs to, but never like overpowers yeah. the narrative for me, like ever. Well, that that ever.
0: struck me exactly as screenwriter, maybe low budget director, low budget producer being like, I'm really worried that we just don't have enough. Oh, this is clever. What if he had a? Lo-. It just it felt like one of those like they just were a little unsure of the of what they had and i watch it i'm like dude this thing is a fucking sledgehammer piece love the fuck out of it at the end when they added nathan and just redid like four scenes (laughs) to show us there was a boy here i was like that's fine i want to go kill macklemore (laughs) let's do that instead right like i appreciate everything else that's happening uh also mvp of the movie the dad how many movies like this does the dad Not fuck his hot girlfriend who just got stabbed, goes outside and says, You know what? My son, who is a piece of shit, uses steals the drugs, broke his arm, made fun of my girlfriend, got drunk on the night I needed him, uh, gets in trouble at work, blah, 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 blah. I'll at least go check out, see if what he's saying is true. When he walks into that basement and then follows the guy up to the attic, I was like, if nothing else. That is such a cool character moment. It shows this dad who's lost so much. Right. And he cares so much. And he wants. He's, he doesn't have to give him the rah-rah speech like, boy, I believe in you. Right. I believe in you, boy. I'll do better. Right? But not really believe it. He actually fucking walks across when the cops were just there for breaking and entering. I was like, that is the best dad movie. I mean,
1: that's like the thing that So uh,
0: so pleased with the dad in yeah. this movie. Because most of them
1: suck. How many times yeah, I gotta say, like, we're on this <laughs>
0: divorce dad is usually run to like comical effects. I love the dad in this movie. No,
1: this dad's great, and like honestly, we're on this marathon of I feel like we've watched like four or five movies now <laughs> with like dads who are just like total dog shit at parenting. Not just parenting, but just like yeah. being present and part of the um family in general. They're just like well, I got to yeah. get out of here. I got a big, high-powered job somewhere else, anywhere, bye, <laughs> gone. Like, it's bizarre, and it's nice, it's nice to see it's a welcome change of pace.
0: Well, honest, <laughs> dude, dude, were you not shocked, though? I mean, obviously, the most shocking scene in the movie was the police officer, for <laughs> sure. Yes. And I have no idea why we saw that water flash earlier in the movie. That felt like he had a dream about it at the start of the film. Yeah. So I was like, did he meet... The wretched on that bus? Like, did he go into the bathroom and go, Ew! And it was like, da-da-da, the wretched. And that's when the boy got eaten? Like, I don't know. because I was like, why did he see this vision of a cop murdering him, but then having the fortitude to take himself out? Strange. Doc dogs and just a lot of weird stuff happening. There. A lot of but other than that most out-of-left-field scene, right, the the weirdest thing to me was the dad actually fucking listened yes that never ever pleasant. happens in these movies and it always ends up like my kid is a piece of shit i agree with you everyone else who's never met him and then yeah. at the the end of the movie as they're sitting there covered in blood and sweat and slime and you know ghost demon sperm or whatever's happening in america today then the dad will go i wish i would have listened in act two yeah that's how all these movies
1: happen it was such a pleasant welcome story. change of pace
0: yeah, now, Alex, at the end, do you think the girl with the best socks was usurped? Because we see the tree, the car smash, but we don't see the Vavich getting it. Yeah. She goes to therapy and looks forlorn at the thought of the burning tree, hiding it, maybe. We don't see her sister oh, again. And then the fake flower.
1: I mean, I guess if I'm really thinking about it. And what does he smell
0: in that fake flower? Does he smell nothing? Like but that's what I mean. I mean
1: she's also if rowboating if a bunch I'm, of kids out at dust. If I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, probably. Because hey, this yeah. is like a that's a fantastic setup for a sequel. But um yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like me but I, I would feel sad. I like that. Yeah, kid. I don't want that. I don't game. want that kid to get wretcheded. Also, because then I'm like, wait, so he kissed Mushmouth? Like, he went in and he's like, that's for me, baby. She's like, hehehehehehe. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'll be eating children again in one hour. <laughs> I just ate tongue and now I'll eat more, t- kids. <laughs> I don't know why she laughs like oh, Meredith you know, Burgess what, what Penguin
1: what or is, whatever. What is that, what is that Burgess <laughs> Meredith Penguin laugh?
0: I thought that's how witches laughed. It's not... Im- impressions I'm working on. I'm working on my impressions. But yeah, I think... I think that is a see. That's one of those things you add at the end, that to me doesn't need to be there, but is a really sweet stylistic uh, punch to the journey we've just had. Right. So I like the idea that that is the wretch. I think the staring right down the barrel of the camera is usually a bad sign. Uh, That's usually an ominous.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's almost always that way. So to me, yeah, yeah, I mean, it happened like without question especially because yeah. of that it's just thing.
0: i i just found this movie so exciting they they hang a dead baby and a dead dog on me i was gonna say but it didn't feel it didn't feel oppressive because normally movies that have and it's always white people killing dogs i don't know what this is it really pisses me off more than anything in the movie this one the dog almost felt like a spirit a familiar i'm like yeah all right whatever like it's fine like weird stuff's happening it's all right. but that's not it. this movie never felt oppressive but also fucking terrified me to the core yeah. the scares were good the practical effects were as good as any movie i've seen in the last fucking yeah. decade like i mean it's i mean i amazing. think amazing the,
1: the thing that music, you,
0: actors across the board it's it's a pretty stunning achievement the
1: thing you take away from this movie is that these guys wanted to make this movie and they made it exactly as they wanted to make it and i think that's yeah. like a testament to the power of when you have your backs against the wall, especially in the horror genre, like horror movies do this better than any other genre of like, we have no money. How are we going to do this? So it's a great example of your back against the wall and leaning into your narrative. And that to me is what makes this movie worthwhile. Like the practical effects, the acting like all that stuff is, you know, just toppings on top of this Sunday of a wonderful narrative that is just Absolutely. Truly like kind of gripping. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, the fact that the director obviously got the actors where they needed to be, Mm -hmm. the writer put in all these extra thoughts into the lore and all these cool little signs. The fact that everyone got this movie on that budget to where it needed to be, and it actually was able to break through because we don't have this fucking deluge of kind of big studio you know pappy crap we're not getting the valentines day movie with 45 actors whatever um it's just nice that a movie like this of such craft hit right at the moment when it could find the audience it needed to man and i think this is one of those that will rise above but that's what i mean i've seen a lot of these movies i saw, i watched one recently the devil's doorway i was like this is a really fucking good movie and you just kind of feel like it's going to be gone, right? Like, it'll just... I mean, guys like us, maybe some people will do some pods. Some people will write some reviews. But the the sad fate of a lot of this stuff is it just disappears in the, the rush. Yeah. Right? And that in and of itself becomes scary when you watch this movie and you know we're all disappearing. Yeah. And our photographs are getting scratched out and shit. But yeah, really? I, I think it's just such a... And The fact that it's this movie of this caliber craft that got through really fucking makes me stoked. It's probably one of yeah. the the few good things of 2020.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's exactly what it is. Like it's the it it the benefit of this movie is that it comes at a time where we all were forced to slow down, and I think that that's probably the more important probably the more important thing above all is that. We're forced to slow down and notice these great pieces of art that maybe we wouldn't like this is on Hulu. Obviously you should rent it. If you feel so inclined to watch pay this.
0: for that, pay for debt. pay though. for these. This one's this one deserves your money. Yeah.
1: Pay for this movie. But like more importantly, like this is the kind of stuff that gets like flung to video on demand and doesn't see a big audience. This movie needed a big audience and it got one at least for a little bit. And I think that's a big, big, big deal. And that's also the reason that, yeah, yeah, 2020 is a fucking shit show but yeah. The Wretched I'll take it
0: and maybe some movies like this start reviving things like The Drive-In and maybe smaller more curated stuff as we're looking at ways to maybe reboot our movie going experience bless I, I am just so thankful that 2020 gifted us this this little fucking horrific gem um, I'm glad we got to do an episode on it finally Uh, over the next couple of weeks leading up to October guys we're doing a horror movie every month God help us Um, we're going to start dropping. I've seen some really awesome video on demand stuff. So we're going to start dropping some of these and try to sing the praises of some of these movies like the wretched. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that guys. As always leave us a rating and review, please subscribe, share us on your socials, subscribe to the YouTube channel, nerd alchemist. We'll be back on Thursday, back to our monthly, uh, theme, the pods, evil spawn with the good son, which is, just gonna be a fucking buffet of awesome things to talk about so stay tuned for that please uh please get at us with any suggestions things like that and most of all thanks for listening guys for the film alchemist i'm the ri- i mean griffy
1: <laughs> i'm alex dandino
0: you know what you should have done you should have made a showering sound effect and i could have whipped the hair
1: <laughs> uh, maybe i could do Is that good? A munching sound effect? Is that just gross? That just sounds like that WAP video. Ooh. Very cultured here.